three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is The Real Pineapple. This is your humble host, Hunter, here. Hope you're having a great week, weekend, whenever you're listening to this. So, um, I mentioned this about a month ago that I was going to have my best and worst of list done. Um, my best of is taking a little longer because I'm, I'm really torn between a couple movies and where I think they should go or maybe not end up on my list. So that's going to be delayed another uh, another week. Uh, so that should be out uh, around the 21st, um, just in time for Oscar uh, Oscar season. Uh, along with my predictions for the Oscars, so that will all come out in the same week. But what I do have for y'all here, I have my worst of list. Uh, as I have mentioned before on the podcast, if you listened uh, to us for a while, it is definitely a labor of love, question mark. I, uh, I didn't go as hard this year as I normally do on my worst of list because, you know, Slowly coming out of the pandemic, I've been trying to not consume a bunch of bullshit this past year. So uh, the best, the worst of list was not as uh, robust as far as my amount of research. But I've still got 10 movies that are absolutely terrible. So uh, per usual, what I usually do is I uh, give some dishonorable mentions, do my 10 through 6, 5 through 2, and then my number 1. So... Uh, Let me just start off here with a couple dishonorable mentions. Uh, Infinite, that uh, sci-fi film that starred Mark Wahlberg. It's a terrible movie. No reason for it to exist. Um, It's just, it's a very dumb film. And really, quite frankly, a waste of time. Like, something that you never need to watch. Really nothing redeeming about it. Um, As far as another dishonorable mention, uh, The Woman in the Window I don't know what's going on with Amy Adams. She's just, she, she's, thank goodness, uh, she's got that, uh, ench- uh, that, uh, what's that movie, uh, Enchantment, or, uh, Enchanted. She has that, uh, sequel coming out, because I don't know what's been going on with Amy Adams, but she, between this and, uh, Hillbilly Elegy, like, she's just been in some stuff that has been really bad recently she might need to just change agents it's just it, it might be time uh for that uh it seems like arrival was a long time ago but I, i'm just please put amy adams in good shit again like can we get out of this weird paradox that she's been in as far as bad films um a movie with a twist at the end that just made me go oh for fuck's sake really no reason to watch it it's on netflix don't watch it um I don't think I even reviewed this at the time when it came out, but uh, Mortal Kombat, Mortal Kombat, just for the fact it doesn't have a fucking tournament and you call the film Mortal Kombat, it's fucking stupid and it's misleading. It, the, the fact of the matter is you could have called this, you know, Mortal Kombat Origins or Mortal Kombat, you know, Road to the Tournament or I, I don't know, something like that. Something to let me know that I am not getting 
a true Mortal Kombat film. I understand we're getting a sequel, which apparently will actually show the tournament now, but don't lie to your audience like that. It's absolute bullshit. And speaking of lying to your audience, uh, Snake Eyes. Uh, it shouldn't be this hard to get G.I. Joe right. It's a bunch of fucking figurines, a uh, bunch of fucking action figures that go ahead and are pro, pro-military. You'd think that this would be fucking simple to get. Apparently not. And Snake Eyes is such a badass. And you get someone like Henry Golding, who, credit to him, got into shape, was fucking, you know, ripped and ready to go. A, a, an actor I'm a huge fan of. And they just do nothing with him. And... Or of the mythology. It, it just doesn't make any sense how lazy the film is. And yet again, another failed attempt at a G.I. Joe film. Uh, I, I I would love if they, these other franchises like Transformers, like uh, G.I. Joe. Um, uh, the, there's other franchises, but I'd love that. I would love if they would actually get people who are, you know, dedicated to actually making the property come to life and not just cashing in on it because of said property. And for some reason, people are just like, nah, we're good. It's really fucking frustrating. And the last dishonorable mention I will mention is uh, Space Jam A New Legacy. The only reason it's pretty much not on my list is because of Don Cheadle. And it's because Don Cheadle gives a incredible performance uh, as a algae rhythm, which God, that name alone probably should get this on the list. But uh, but Don Cheadle's great in it and actually brings it. LeBron is a incredibly selfish father and just a bad actor in it. There's really not a lot of Looney Tune stuff in the film. There is a brilliant Michael Jordan joke, which you all probably have heard by now that actually did make me laugh really hard but between the shitty cosplay of uh, certain warner brother properties to the way that at the end of the film it really makes no sense how the tunes get into our world and are able to stay there that's never you know talked about or established to the fact that there is a thanos level snap in this movie where people are transported into you know the server verse to watch this epic basketball game you know there are people flying planes and shit so what happened to the planes that weren't manned and what happened to all those cars that didn't have drivers just none of that's explained it's fucking insane and actually you know i lied because i have to bring this movie up the only reason this film is not making my uh top 10 worse is uh malignant is because of James Wan's direction. James Wan has some incredibly well-directed shots in this in this movie, but I watched *Malignant* with my partner yesterday, and I was so fucking flabbergasted and pissed off. I couldn't wrap my head around the fact I wasted two hours of my fucking life that I'll never get back. It's a terrible movie that just goes into you know absolute absurdity. And look, y'all, I understand that. Like, I I was arguing with some of my friends about it, like. Dude, it's just fun. Why can't things just be fun? You know what's a really fun horror movie? Uh, John, uh, Tucker and Dale vs. Evil. That's a really fun horror movie. That actually has some jokes and some good kills and some characters that I'm actually invested in. Malignant is none of that. And the more I watched it, the more I just went, this is just wasting my fucking day. And I won't do a review for it because, to be honest, I just don't, I, I don't want to. <laughs> but... If, if any other year, 
that would probably be that would be on my list. But because of James Wan's direction, I'm going to be nice and not put on my list. Now, with that said, if Aquaman, uh, Aquaman two is stupid, let me just be clear: that will be on my worst of because I'm giving him a buff, a bit of a buffer here by not putting Malignant on here. So, just putting that out there. Okay, let's get to the list proper. So. Um, number 10, one, one of the big peeves I have from the podcast, if you've listened for a decent amount of time, uh, one of, one of my biggest peeves are bad kids films. It really bothers me how studios just go, well, we can just put a bunch of, you know, bright colors and, you know, talking animals and who fucking cares? You know, it's dumb little kids who, who gives a shit. We don't have to, you know, write anything for them. And one of the absolute definitions of something like that is rumble. Uh, it's produced by WWE studios because of course it is. Um, really no actors or voice actors worth mentioning. Stephen A. Smith is probably the biggest voice actor they have in this movie, which, you know, that highlights the many problems of this movie. But, it, you know, we it's, it takes place in a world where monsters are real, like basically kaiju monsters, and they, you know, wrestle. And so it has the whole Save the Rec Center bullshit, a main character whose dad died, you know, it, it's it's every trope that you would imagine from one of these sorts of films, but with horrible animation, an uninspired plot, not even something that kids can get behind because there's not enough monster action to even warrant this film. Overall, it's just an absolute piece of crap and something I went, you know, why? Why, why does this movie exist? And the only reason it's probably not higher is because everything else pissed me off way more. At the end of the day, this is on Paramount Plus. That's how I watched it. If I had seen this in a theater, I probably would have flipped my shit. So definitely something you don't need to watch, especially when Turning Red just came out, which is a new Pixar film. Watch that on Disney Plus. That's a great thing for your kids to watch. Don't watch Rumble. Rumble's fucking dumb. So yeah, that's my number 10. Number nine. I have talked about this director a lot on the podcast. I will give him this that, um, oh, not, uh, oh, crap, not um, Army of Thieves, I think is what it's called, uh, which is another film in his little Army of the Dead franchise or uh, Dawn of the Dead franchise. But number nine is Army of the Dead, uh, uh, directed by my best friend Zack Snyder. Look, it has some cool moments as far as uh, as far as some action beats, but at the end of the day, it has one of the most irresponsible characters I've seen in a film in I, I can't even think of how long in uh, in a Ella Purnell's uh, Kate, who basically gets everyone fucking killed because she's fucking terrible. Uh, Dave Batista, man, uh, like credit words due. I thought Batista actually had some some lines and some moments of, you know, some quiet moments where he was able to go ahead and uh, show some emotion. But goddamn, this movie is over two hours, which it has no reason to be over two hours. Uh, the fact that it plays, uh, <laughs> it plays, the, uh, it plays zombie, which I told my partner when we started the movie, I'm like five bucks, it starts playing zombie at some point in this movie. And of course it does, which is so that Zack Snyder does not understand what that song is fucking about to the fact that the film opens up with a guy, 
getting blown by his new wife. Just, just, why? Like, so a blowjob is what leads to the zombie apocalypse. That That's essentially the message of this movie. It just, it drives me insane. And there's really no reason for this whole... Uh, this whole uh, bank heist anyway, but that's a whole other issue. I just, I couldn't understand why this movie, why some people were defending this shit. It's just, there are much better zombie films out there. I'd rather put on something like Warm Bodies and actually laugh and tear up a little bit and enjoy the character development. This has none of that for me. Uh, Once you get to zombie, (laughs) to zombie tigers, because, you know, Vegas, you've really jumped a shark. They might as well have a zombie shark in this shit. It's a very bad film. And yeah, why? 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 Why does this exist? So that's my number nine. Dumb movie. No need to watch it. All right. Number eight. Let me just be clear. I am a fan of the original of this film. You can actually go back and listen to my review. It's on the channel. I was a huge fan of it. I wish that this movie was better. And I know that a lot of this, several of my friends I've talked to do the classic, oh my god, Hunter, why don't you like fun? Come on, this is fun. It's fun, Hunter. And it's not for me. This is just another one of those just lame, empty comic book films that I go, oh, that's right. You can make comic book films like this that are just empty and hollow and shitty. Uh, number eight is Venom Let There Be Carnage. Uh, the fact that this is only, uh, what, 90 minutes-ish? Uh, it's it's kind of insane that you introduce a character as, and I kind of put this in quotes, iconic, as Carnage, because let's let's be real. Yes, they've done some good storylines with Venom and Carnage. You know, uh, the King of the Symbiotes storyline comes to line, Maximum Carnage, obviously. But this is one of those movies where I go, okay, you're introducing Carnage. It'd be really cool to build up Carnage as a threat before we just go ahead and go right into the action. But the movie doesn't really give a shit about doing that. It's all about getting to the final fight between the two of them. And there's really only one action scene I actually like in this film. That's where Carnage uh, or Cletus Cassidy, uh, uh, Woody Harrelson's uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson's Cletus Cassidy, goes ahead and escapes prison as a carnage i actually thought that scene was pretty cool but that's four five minutes of this movie that i went oh this isn't pissing me off everything else outside of that to the incredible gay love story between eddie and the symbiote which the film is just not even hiding to a very stripped down version of a screech which they barely establish her and a Cletus's relationship whatsoever to bring Michelle Williams back for really no fucking reason at all to I just don't know what they want to do I don't think they Sony knows what they want to do with Venom at this point it's just a very it's a very dumb movie I I was really pissed off sitting in the theater and I actually rewatched this again about a month ago and I was like, yep, still feel the same way. There, there's just no reason for this to exist. It really felt like there was no uh, care put into it, which really sucks. And Andy Serkis, huge fan of his. I thought his portrayal of Alfred in the Batman, uh, which you can check out that review, uh, you know, and he's one of the best, like, as far as someone who knows CGI acting, you know, Andy Serkis would be kind of one of the people you don't want to reach out to on that. But it's just, it's very frustrating because... I just I just could not bring myself to care about anyone in this movie or care about any of the 
the plot. And by the time I got to the end of it, I was like, oh, wow, all right, so one film and Carnage is off the map. That sucks. I, I Yeah, it, it's very dumb. and just felt just very empty, which at the end of the day is kind of one of the worst things you can do when you're making one of these comic book films. So, yeah, you can check out my full review on the channel, but did not like this at all. So that's my number eight. Number seven. <sighs> The more I hear about this guy, the more I hear him speak, the more I just go, I really just wish you would stop talking and that you would just just stop. Uh, it's Chris Pratt's The Tomorrow War. I, I, I hate this movie. I, it, it's, it immediately makes me realize, oh, fuck, there's another Jurassic Park coming out starring Chris Pratt this year. And if you've listened to my review of Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom, if you haven't, you should. I hated that fucking movie too. And it's just because Chris Pratt has fallen to this let me play someone like Star Lord, but without the character development. Like, let me try to be an action star. And he's not an action star. This didn't sell me on him being an action star whatsoever. And the more the film goes on. So, first off, this is over two hours, which again, why the fuck is this over two hours? Um, J.K. Simmons steals the movie. From Chris Pratt. And he's seen that J.K. Simmons is in. He's fucking wonderful. Again, J.K. Simmons. He's kind of great. But the more I was watching this, the more I just kept thinking, you know, there's just no reason for me to fucking care about Chris Pratt's Dan Forrester. I don't care about his family. I don't care about his kids, which is really fucking sad. And this whole war... It just just doesn't really make any sense <laughs> considering how we're fighting it and at the end of the day the more i'm sitting there watching it the less invested i was in everything surrounding chris pratt because chris pratt is being asked to carry this film and and at the end of the day if your main lead isn't engaging whatsoever then why should you care um oh gosh where um the writer of this has done a couple things uh wrote the tomorrow war uh, 24 hours to live deadfall but unfortunately apparently we are getting a sequel to this shit which really bums me out but yeah this is just one of those movies i went this is on amazon for a reason i know they're touting it as a big success which again depressing to me but at the end of the day is anyone gonna remember this shit in five years probably not I mean, I doubt Chris Pratt remembers remembers this outside of the check clearing. It's just it's just not a good movie. And it felt like everyone kind of knew what they were in as far as the amount of effort they were willing to put in. Um, Mary, uh, Mary Lynn, uh, I'm going to butcher your name. I'm sorry. Mary Lynn uh, uh, Roscoe, who plays uh, Nora, and then uh, Sam Richardson, who you know from uh, Veep who plays Charlie, everyone around Chris Pratt is giving a better performance than him, which is insane to me because you get someone like Chris Pratt, let's be real, Chris Pratt probably made, what, $20 million for making this movie? And that's all the effort you could put in? Like, fuck off, dude. <laughs> it's a bad fucking film and something that I personally will never revisit. And the only reason I will watch the sequel is because I'll have to review it for the channel. But yeah, Amazon, you can hold off on that you can hold off on that movie for as long as you want. Uh, don't even make a sequel. Just, just, you know, just just don't. It's fine. Uh, but that's my number seven, The Tomorrow War. Number six is a movie that is up for best picture. I don't give a shit that's up for best picture. I don't care that it has a best actor 
uh, nomination for the film. I don't care that it has the Best Supporting Actress nomination for the film. I hate this film with every fiber of my being. I am angry that it exists. I don't care that two of the best athletes in the history of this country are producers on it. Uh, number six is King Richard. I fucking hate King Richard. If you've listened to the review, which I did post for our Black Cinema Showcase, but I will be reposting for uh, uh, for all the Best Picture nominees, because I am reviewing all the Best Picture nominees leading up to the Oscars. I I just can't understand why... You know, let me, refer, let, let me backtrack a little bit. Will Smith will win an Oscar at any cost right now. If you told Will Smith he had to kick a barrel of puppies down a hill and he would get an Oscar, Will Smith would do it no questions asked. Like, Will Smith wants an Oscar so fucking bad. He thought it was going to happen for Ali, which you could argue it should have. Didn't happen there. Thought he was going to get it for Pursuit of Happiness. Didn't happen there. Does concussion strictly because he wants to get another Oscar nomination. Doesn't happen. And so now we're at King Richard, where... A film is celebrating a uh, abusive black father, and yes, I know he's not hitting his kids, but I loved I, that. It's one thing I always like shake my head at. I loved how people go, "Well, they're, they're not being hit. Like that's the only way you can abuse someone, really. Like fucking terrible." But Will Smith playing King Richard, and let's just be clear: this movie is all about, oh man, King Richard, the way he was able to persevere by you know abusing mentally abusing his children <laughs> and that's supposed to be inspirational and even the movie at the end talks about how oh yeah uh venus and serena were successful just like just like he said it's like you know they did all the work right like yeah you pushed them but you also were going to leave them in downtown compton to be sexually assaulted when Two scenes before, some gangbangers tell you, oh man, your daughter's looking real, your daughter's looking real cute. We might have to go ahead and, and assault them later. And he still was willing to leave them in downtown Compton because they were bragging in his eyes for winning a for winning a tournament when they're fucking children and they should be happy that they actually won something. But nope, can't have that. Nope, nope, nope. I I I hate the way that the film goes ahead and celebrates him uh, to the fact that he's fucking lying to everyone. The fact that he lies to uh, to John Bernthal in the way he does about, oh, yeah, you know, we signed this contract so that, you know, you can go ahead and mentor my kids and give them these opportunities. Oh, did I forget to mention they're not going to be participating in any tournaments? Uh, that's kind of why I signed them. Oh, no, no, I didn't tell you that, though, because if I had, you'd be making, I'm saving you from making the biggest mistake of your life. Like, fuck off, Will Smith. I, like, I hate this movie, and the fact that so many people are celebrating it, like, oh, man, what a great African-American story. This is, this year's The Blind Side. That's all this is. This is a movie made for white people to make white people feel less comfortable about how racist our country is. That That's what this movie is. And again, I understand people go, Venus and Serena produced it. Fine. Like, I, I, you know, Spielberg. Spielberg produced Transformers. Like, that's just because someone who is talented produces something doesn't mean that the film is automatically great. It doesn't matter if it's about your, your pa a parent or not. 
But I, I absolutely hate the film, especially the Nancy Reagan bit where they're just like, oh, man, I, since we're at a since we're at a tennis country club, let's go ahead and speak about drugs and how evil weed is. And, oh, thank all these black kids around so we can go ahead and shake our finger at you about how terrible these drugs are. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck off, movie. Fucking hate King Richard. That's my number six. So real quick to run down 10 through six. Let me take a sip of my beer here. Ah, that's lovely. So, number 10 is Rumble. Number 9 is Army of the Dead. Number 8 is Venom, Let There Be Carnage. Number 7 is A Tomorrow War. Number 6 is King Richard. All right, so, moving on to number 5. This is a movie that came out really, I, I think, pretty early in the year, uh, if, memory, uh, if, uh, if memory serves. But it was one of these movies, like, as soon as I saw it, I went, cool, this, this, this is... There's no way that this film isn't going to be on my worst of because just on principle, it needs to be. I just, I don't understand why Melissa McCarthy just likes doing dumb shit. Like, I really don't. Like, she's a talented actress. If you've seen Can You Ever Forgive Me or St. Vincent, like, M McCarthy can be a hell of an actress. But at the end of the day, I don't think she really cares about being... A good actress. It's all about let me just cast cast this check and look, y'all. I understand that her like Bill Bill uh, Ben Bill Ben Falcone uh, loves her, loves to make her put her in these you know these movies where they can work together and he can direct her. Y'all need to stop working together because when you do work together, it usually does not fucking work. And seeing Octavia Spencer in this shit just broke my heart because Octavia Spencer is one of the best actresses we have in the game right now and to see her in this lame ass just plotting not funny attempt at a superhero parody that just completely misses the mark really pissed me off uh seeing jason bateman in here as the crab as well there's a scene where melissa mccarthy's rubbing butter on jason bateman's claws and, and that is one of the most uncomfortable goddamn things i've seen i saw in all of 2021 i that scene made me want to just violently hurt people. I, I hate this movie. I didn't get a laugh. I, I never laughed. I never even smirked while I was watching this movie. I just kept rolling my eyes going, why? Like, why is this still happening? Can, can this just shut off at any point, please, for the love of God? Um, I, I really hate this movie. Really, really hate it. And it just, it bothers me that this movie got made. And... Thank God it seems like we're not getting a sequel because this film does not deserve a sequel. Also, Bill Fan uh, Ben Falcone was a producer and he directed and he wrote this fucking movie. So it's all on him. Fuck this movie. Never want to watch it again. It's on Netflix. You don't need to watch it. It fucking was. So that's my that's my number five. Uh, my number four least favorite film of the year. So I understand that 2021 was a year, was a year of musicals. You know, we got, um, wasn't Hamilton, uh, 2021? I, I, I think it was, oh no, it's 2020, but you know, we got in, we got in the Heights. We got uh, West Side Story. We got, uh, Encanto, which is fucking amazing. Um, we got a lot of great musicals. One of the musicals that was not great was my number four film, which is Dear Evan Hansen, which I have not seen the Broadway play of Dear Evan Hansen, but I gotta be real, y'all. I, this makes me never want to see the Broadway play because I understand that apparently, um, 
this movie, um, not this movie, but I understand that this play had some stuff cut out from the actual film, including, uh, I'm blanking on the name of the song, but there is a song that apparently calls Evan out for being, you know, a piece of shit. And the movie never really does that here. The fact that he uses a fake friendship to go ahead and basically infiltrate <laughs> uh, Caitlin Devers, uh, Zoe's family to go ahead and help them with their grief, which again, he's not experiencing because he didn't know their fucking son who killed himself. The fact that that's the whole plot. And so he's basically using, not basically, he is using this death to hook up with Zoe Murphy is fucking gross. It's creepy. And the fact that the movie like kind of just ends with him, let's call it what it is, like probably hooking up with her and she doesn't, you know, shoot him. <laughs> like, really? Fuck off. Um, even the even the songs, I was just sitting there going, yeah, these songs are making me feel nothing because Evan fucking sucks. And the movie just kind of looks at you and goes, well, so what? It's like, um, that's some bullshit. And it's so weird because um mark platt is one of the producers he is the uh the dad of ben platt who plays evan hansen you want to talk about nepotism holy fucking shit and he also and i brought this up for that reason he was a producer on fucking thunder force which again fuck you mark platt for that shit this movie is terrible and anytime evan is you know, walking around being timid, being afraid. And even when he's talking to his mom, Julianne Moore, who's in such a thankless fucking role, by the way, the fact that he's talking to her about, you know, I fell out of this tree and, you know, broke my arm. The moment the movie says he broke his arm, I went, clearly he did this shit on purpose because he's trying to kill himself. So when the movie portrays it like it's some big twist, like, duh, 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 I went, yeah, like, there's nothing about this movie that would lead me to any other conclusion outside of this. And the, at the end of the day, Caitlin Dever, God bless her. I'm such a fan of hers. I mean, I've talked about Book Smart. I mean, of course, she's great. Uh, she was ground justified. But I just, I love her as an actress. Uh, spectacular now, too, in Short Term 12. But she's incredible. And I just, I was bummed to see her in this. She has one song. There's one song that she sings that actually went, oh, that's actually really well done. But when a musical can't deliver on the music part, it's by default a not, it's an okay film at fucking best. But at the end of the day, it's just, it's, it's a terrible film and there's really no reason to watch it. It's just a fucking hollow shell of nothing. And when I was done watching it, I went, wow, that was over two hours, which again, people, if you cannot justify the fucking runtime, don't make a film over two hours, okay? Can, can we stop making that be a thing? I know Judd Apatow gets a lot of shit for that, like almost being the one that, I don't want to say spearhead that, but almost be the standard that you have to have a film over two hours, but you don't. If you don't have enough material for a two-hour film, don't fucking make a two-hour film. Make it an hour 50. Cut this shit down. And let me be clear, Dear Evan Hansen had plenty that could have been cut out. So I absolutely hate this movie. There's nothing about it that made me happy or inspired or even sad that I felt anything about any of these characters outside of Caitlin Devers' Zoe. And that's just because Devers is able to draw 
from some really shitty material and still elevate it because she's that great of an actress. Um, you know what? There is one other person. I'll, I'll shout out to uh, Amanda uh, Stenberg, who was in uh, The Hate You Give, which is fucking amazing if you haven't seen it, uh, as well as playing Rue in The Hunger Games. Uh, she's great in this for the little bit we get of her, but we don't get that much of her, which is a whole other issue in itself. So, yeah, don't watch this shit. It blows. Never. I will never watch it again. That is number four, Dear Evan Hansen. Uh, my number three least favorite film is a movie that I just... So I have not seen any of the other films in this, <laughs> quote, saga, unquote. Um, I don't even know the director. It doesn't really matter. The director fucking sucks. Actually, it's the same director uh, who... Uh, he actually stars in the film, too. So actually, let me look this up. David A.R. White. That's him. Uh, my number three least favorite film is God's Not Dead, We the People. And let me just be clear, God's Not Dead, We the People is fucking terrible. There's nothing good about it. There's no reason you should watch it. But one of the things that I remember about this movie in particular is that it has the fucking gall to go, hey, you know what wasn't that bad? Slavery. And they have Isaiah Washington, a uh, friend of all gay people everywhere. Uh, they have him playing a congressman who's like, you have to understand, you know, you're going against the establishment. You're standing up for God. And it's like, people, like, really? Is this where we are, where we're, where we're trying to victimize God? And when I say that, let me just be crystal clear. How many people in the world identify as, like, even if they're not super religious, identify as Christian? I would, a lot of people. So this whole, like, oh my God, Christianity is, you know, is down for the count. How can people, people aren't believing in God anymore. Churches are one of the most profitable uh, businesses, if not the most profitable business that you could probably fucking run. Um, the collection plate's still getting passed around. Trust me, I have plenty of friends that still go to church who confirm that's true. And I just sit back and go, I, I just don't understand this whole victimization aspect of Christianity. It's like, oh man, oh my God, gay people are getting married. Okay, does that affect uh, Christians getting married? Well, no. Okay, then what are you complaining about? Well, uh, shut up. Like, it, it, it's fucking nuts to me. And the people who are acting in this movie, like, oh my God, like, we can't, like we can't we can't fight the establishment how how dare there be any sort of checks and balances about what we're teaching in homeschool it's like well yeah you can't just teach whatever the fuck you want you can't talk about lizard people or whatever whatever the fuck so this whole notion of christianity being under attack is already such an eye roll to me let alone how this movie tries to justify like well, guess what? I'm a senator, so guess what? You're not gonna be able to talk about God any place you want. So, man, like it's like the moment prayer was taken out out of schools, conservatives just went, "Oh, well, that's it. That means people just want to kill God." It's like, oh my God, you can listen to my full, uh, my full um, uh, review for more thoughts on the film, but it's just, it's a fucking waste of time. And I really am just sick of the whole victimization aspect that 
these films try to go ahead and spin. There's no no one's going to come into your house and, you know, rip down your crosses and burn your Bibles or anything like that. It's funny that in the world and times we're living in that Christianity are the ones that are that feel like they're uh, Christianity feels like it's under attack by, you know, extreme right wing conservatives. And yet we can't even talk about slavery anymore or talk about Nazis or racism like we can't call the Klan racist like. It's fucking absurd to me. I, like, give me a fucking break. I, I hate this movie. I'm sure they'll make more of these because now it's a. I don't even want to say it's a property, but it's kind of a property. But it's absolutely stupid. Absolute waste of time. I'm very grateful I did not pay for this because I got a free trial of Pure Flix because I'll be damned. So I was gonna pay for this shit. So that's my number three. God's not dead. We the people. <laughs> That's what I have to say. All right, so my number two least favorite film. There are very few things that upset me more than when you just have a movie that really doesn't care about its audience, but there's nothing worse than a film when it wastes resources. And that is the definition of my number two least favorite film, uh, Red Notice. Red Notice starring Dwayne, I could give a fuck less, Johnson, Ryan Reynolds and Gal Gadot. It's it's insane to me that this film had a two hundred million dollar budget, and for the first I'd say ten minutes, I was like, okay, this is kind of fun. Like I I I could I could see this still being a thing, but this is like a bad version of National Treasure Book of Secrets. This is by far worse than National Treasure Book of Secrets. Even the whole treasure hunting aspect of this. This is really as bad as Uncharted. And if you haven't listened to my review of Uncharted, I am no fan of fucking Uncharted. But Dwayne Johnson is just sleepwalking through this. This feels like him during really any of those kids' movies. You think about like the Toothed Fairy or uh, Race to Mixed uh, or uh, Mixed Race to Witch Mountain, as I call it. Like it, it's it's really him putting on that level of performance, but worse somehow. And I felt really bad because the one person who's kind of trying in this is a uh, uh, Ridu uh, Arya, who is in uh, the uh, who's on uh, the uh, Umbrella Academy. She's actually the one person in this film I would say who's actually kind of trying. But Dwayne Johnson could give a fuck. Gal Gadot is just, she is sleepwalking through this shit. This is her, like, let me kind of be sultry, but not really. But I'm going to be kind of playful, but not really. She doesn't really have chemistry with Dwayne Johnson whatsoever. So at the end of the film, when the movie goes, ha they've been together the whole time. We fooled you. I went... Nah, this was just, you just pulled this out of your ass because you had nowhere else to go. And Ryan Reynolds, like, he's kind of trying. But even Reynolds is just like, okay, like, I'll look better by proxy because these two are trying so far less. And to an extent, he's not wrong, but it's still just a dog shit performance, even from Reynolds. Um, it, 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 we're going to get another one of these, which makes me incredibly fucking sad because there's no reason for us to get another one of these. But we're getting another one of these. The uh, director, uh, uh, Rawson Marshall Thurber, he directed uh, Dodgeball, a true underdog story, which is great. Uh, we're the Millers. That's great. Central Intelligence, not great. And then Skyscraper, really not great. And then on to Red Notice. So he's on the 
he's on the downward swing right now when it comes to what he's directing. And I just, I, for a $200 million film to be this just emotionless and to be have this lack of fun and for me to be sitting there actively going is this over yet this is an hour 57 minutes this felt like a two and a half hour long film easily none of the action bits work for me uh some of the c the cgi for this movie is absurdly bad like it is horrendous cgi and at the end of the day a film that i went i never want to watch this again and i just i'm upset that this $200 million didn't go to anything else. I, yeah, do not watch this movie. There's no reason to watch it. It's really fucking terrible. So, yeah, that's my number two. Uh, Red Notice, fucking terrible. So, um, let me go down the list here from 10 to 2. So, Rumble's number 10. Army of the Dead is number 9. Venom Let There Be Carnage is number 8. The Tomorrow War is number 7. King Richard is number 6. Thunder Force is number five. Uh, Dear Evan Hansen is number four. God's Not Dead, We the People is number three. And Red Notice is number two. All right. So <laughs> if you listen to the review for this film, you probably already know what my number one uh, least favorite film is this year. Um, or from from 2021. I, I absolutely hated this movie. Once I finished watching it, I was really flabbergasted if I'm if I'm being honest at how terrible and horrendous and tone deaf the film is from start to finish um outside of some pretty visuals at points a movie that you just never need to ever see including a use of Leslie Odom Jr that I truly find fucking offensive um to Kate Hudson who oh man the it's music. Number one film, my least favorite film, 2021, is music. Uh, look, Sia, I would love to know who's in her inner circle because this is one of those films or one of these occasions where you need a friend to tell you, this is misguided as fuck, do not make this. Like, they really should have just taken the L and eaten the budget on this. It is a debacle. It is a disastrous attempt at trying to go ahead and spurn a underdog story when you have when you have a girl who <laughs> when you have a kid get killed by their parents because they're trying to save their dad uh, their mom from being hit by their father i just i could not understand how how bad this movie is i, I understand that some people will point to the to the uh, musical numbers and say how well staged those are and those are well staged but you only get like maybe 10 minutes of that but the the but the depiction of autism the actress uh maddie uh, uh ziegler uh, ziegler i think is how you say it she the way she plays music there's just this point really early on where I went, fuck, this just needs to stop. And she was also in the book of Henry, which, eek. Um, <laughs> it's just one of those movies that just just don't watch this. There, there's no reason to watch it. It's on Amazon Prime, and I cannot stress enough, do not watch this fucking movie. It's really bad. It's really terrible. Um, I would hope that Sia has learned her lesson and it's just like oh wow i really fucked that up and i should apologize but even kate hudson's trying to defend this shit it's like girl just take the l 
you know, good and damn well this is a bad idea. And Leslie Odom Jr., my friend, you're on Central Park. You're a member of the Hamilton cast. I will just, I am just going to pretend you didn't do this shit. But holy fucking god, uh, this movie is absolutely atrocious. It's offensive, and don't ever watch it. Do not ever watch music. Don't listen to the soundtrack. Don't look up the trailer. This fucking sucks. It is a horrendous film. At the end of the day, it's it's incredibly offensive. So, yeah, don't watch this. Whew! I feel better. Everyone, this is done. Whoo! Worst stuff for 2021. I would love to hear what all of your worst of films are for this uh from this past year uh share them in the comments i'd love to see what pissed people off next year it's always therapeutic doing this uh doing this review but let me know what you were not fans of uh for last year i know there was a lot of stuff that came out last year people weren't weren't fans of but uh yeah a- after this y'all um we're pretty much on hiatus until uh march uh march until uh, april 1st uh when uh morbius god help me <laughs> when morbius comes out but uh, i will have the best of list put out at some point here in the next uh, week or so to kind of go ahead and bridge the gap while we're on hiatus but everyone you can check us out uh wherever you listen to podcasts for the most part you can listen to us on soundcloud apple google Podcasts, podbean stitcher and iHeartRadio, spotify amazon music uh tune up to name a few spots at the real pineapple you can like both our pages on facebook at the real pineapple and real pineapple games don't forget to follow yours truly on the twitter at j hunter real pineapple and you can go ahead and find me on letterboxd at uh at black shazam and you can find me on tiktok at black shazam 775 and you can go ahead and find me on twitch at twitch.tv slash j hunter real pineapple uh thank you so much for listening everyone we appreciate your support Stay safe out there. Get your vaccine. Wear your mask. Stay safe out there. Tell someone that you love them today. We all we all need to hear that more. But we will talk to you guys here soon. Uh, we'll talk to you uh, in April when we're back. But stay safe out there, everyone. And uh, we will talk to you soon.